Welcome to episode two of the Taxi Squad podcast. This is the third week of May. We have some outstanding content. Al, we are back for episode two. How you feeling? Feeling good, buddy. Didn't know if we was going to make it. Oh, we're making it. Don't you worry. So, let's get right into it. Uh, last week, we left off on who was going to win this rookie of the year. I know we're both like just crazy for our first round draft picks, being Trevor Lawrence and uh, Justin Fields. Now, if we take a look at the odds that have been released, I mean, it is looking as if these are the two favorites right now. Do you agree with that? Which has always been since high school to college to now. Trey Lance and Zach Wilson kind of stuck their heads in, uh, but it's always been these two quarterbacks. So uh, I completely agree with Vegas. The reason why that strip is still going strong and those lights are on, they know what they're talking about. So, yeah, I definitely agree with the list. What about you? Yeah, Vegas never lies. And, and like you just just alluded to, I mean, these these two have been 1-1-A since they've been leaving high school. So there's there's no reason why I wouldn't think it would still be that way. And I'll just say it's just going to depend as to what happens. I think Lawrence might have a little bit of a step up on the rest of the pack since, I mean, it is no doubt, as we discussed last week, that he's day one starter. He's going to come out and, you know, throw the ball a ton. I mean, there's a reason they drafted him. So... My whole thing is, is like, do you think a guy like Trey Lance at the end of the season, if he just comes out and balls out, you know, because Jimmy G's made a glass, I mean, let's face it. Do you think he has the potential to be that guy or maybe like not not a quarterback? Right. Right. Um, well, I kind of feel like you got to have like an immediate impact where the culture changes. So, uh, of course, you know, Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco is known for his creative uh, run schemes. But you remember when they made the Super Bowl against Kansas City, it was that vicious D-line. I think every lineman was a first over, a first pick, right? First-round pick, I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I feel like if Trey Lance takes over for Jimmy G and just have an offensive explosion where the 49ers are winning, I wouldn't say shootouts, but scoring 30 to 40 points or just something like that where he's not a game manager, that I think with the success, team success, and him, exploding on the scene, I think he has a chance. I think Lawrence, I think it's just a need. I feel like Lawrence is the favorite to win it, not because he is a better quarterback, which he is to me in this rookie class. I just feel like Jacksonville is going to use him more. They don't have anything else, really. So I feel like the defense, they're rebuilding the defense. It's going to be a lot of shootouts, a lot of shootouts. So uh, the more touchdown passes, you know, fantasy numbers, the more exposure you get. And it's kind of interesting. I, I want your take on this. Fields is second, but you guys already have a starter. So how do you equate Vegas? Is Vegas kind of letting you know that they don't think Dalton's going to stay there that long? or what's your Well, talk? everything locally is kind of leaning like, you know, I, what I heard Matt Nagy on local sports radio today talking about it. You know, he's being as political as possible. You know, well, we got three guys that, you know, we love and – you know, they're going to go out and compete and, you know, all this shit that you should say, right, as a head coach in the NFL when this is the predicament at hand. So I, I do feel as if, as I've stated in the past, that the first sign of trouble, Justin Fields is in. So like the first game, the red rifle shits the bed, throws three picks. Sure enough, the kid's coming in. There was, there was no two bones about that. Now, what he does when he does come in, I don't know. I'm still unclear about that. You know, I don't think it's going to be as worse as Mitch was. But hey, then again, 
we all thought Mitch was the guy when he came in under Matt Nagy because he did have some success in the beginning. But then once everybody got tape on him and figured out what he did, what he did well, they took that away and he was just trash. So year one is just really difficult, I feel like, to gauge. But we are staying rookie of the year, so let's stay on topic. I just don't feel as if there's going to be enough of a body of work for Justin Fields to even get to that point. Now, who is like my question for you? This is this is a good one. Who is like your underlier? So let's say non quarterback who could win the rookie of the year in your eyes. I'm going defense, man. I'm going J.C. Horn, man. I, I love his game. The the Panthers, man. They really really had a need for corner. So I think he's going to come in. Like I said, I always feel like it depends on the the amount of time you play and the impact that you have. So since to me he's going to be the number one corner on their team, he should. To me, I love his talent, his skill set. I feel like if the, if he's an immediate impact on the passing defense and things like that, I don't really think interception is a big deal because we had Ramsey and Ramsey didn't really. You know, uh, it, to me, ball hawking is not a big deal if you can shut down half the field. So if Horn can come in like I think he's going to do and just change the culture in the secondary, I'll have him as the um, out underlier or outlier, I should say, for rookie of the year. What say you? I'm going to say Kyle Pitts. Really? I, that that just seemed too easy. I was going to say him too. but <laughs> just well, here's All right, hear me out. Here's the reason why. So everything I'm reading – and we'll get into this later, is that, like, Julio Jones is on the trade market. Like, he, it, it is known on all levels that Julio Jones is available to anyone. Right. And the Atlanta Falcons organization are like, yeah, give us your best offer for Julio. Let me pause right there. Jaguars are favorite. They're the number one team uh, favorite in Vegas nah. to get Julio. No. Nah. Stop it. Not going to happen. Let, let me not gonna happen. stop. Let me drink. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. Just due to the fact that I think – I just don't think they want to give up the draft capital for that. I, I don't think, you know, what, what Urban's trying to do right now is to build a base. Yeah, they're not going to be very good this year. They may be a 7-9 and nine or, oh, well, now with this, the 17th game, so to speak. They might be, you know, 7-10 and 10 or 6-11, and 11, but I just, don't, I just don't see that. In my eyes, I think Julio gets shipped somewhere in division of all things. I think – We'll get to this later. I, I got something juicy for this, but I, I have a weird feeling that he might end up in the NFC North, and I'll go into that a little bit later. But Ooh. I just think Kyle Pitts is going to wind up being the guy just due to the fact that he's going to be the main target. They really don't have much of a running game. They're going to do so much with him. They're going to spread him out wide. They're going to put him in inside. I mean, granted, he's not going to block a ton because that's not his job. But then again, he's going to get the mass majority of the targets. So from a rookie of the year standpoint, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the guy. And, you know, we got to remember, I mean, it's been quarterback heavy like the last two years, considering Justin Herbert was last year and then Kyler Murray was the year before. But before that, it was two running backs back to back, which was Kamara and Saquon. Right. I mean, when it, when it comes to Pitts, man, I'll be honest with you. I, I think before his career is over, Maybe by the end of his rookie year, they may mm-hmm. just move him at wide receiver. I mean, oh yeah, I could he see run, it. He runs a four four. I mean, if if they do keep him at the tight end position, I can see it from a standpoint that he's too big for safeties and too fast for linebackers. So you know, theoretically, it does make sense to keep him there. 
But within that, within athleticism, size, speed, I just put him at wide out, to be honest with you, because your corner can't really stop him. Because his size, he's not as um, fast, I would say, as Calvin Johnson. Uh, Johnson, And, you know, he's a generational talent, so we don't know if he's ever going to be as good as him. But I can kind of see him being a little bit better than Travis Kelsey if everything works out. If that's the case, perfect. Um, who's throwing him the quarterback? With Matt Ryan decline, that's a whole different story. I don't think Matt Ryan is declining. I just don't think he has anybody to throw the football to. I mean, he had Julio, but Julio had an injury-ridden year, and then he had like a, a damaged goods Todd Gurley, you know? It's like one of these scenarios where I just look at it like, I don't know if I foresee that repeating itself another two years down the road here. I feel like Matty Ice is going to come out and be Matty Ice again. I just I, – I have a gut feeling at that. So, like – I don't know. For me, I think Kyle Pitts is going to have a breakout year coming into the season. Uh, looking at the odds right now, it's 11 to 1. So if you're a gambler and you're out there looking to throw some money down, it may not be a bad pie in the sky decision. Like that's what Vegas has him at right now. So, you know, I don't know, man. To me, it's interesting. And I feel as if considering the trend were quarterback, 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 and then Every year after that, it's an offensive position player. So it's going to be interesting to see how this works out. It really is. Um, but what I'm really interested to know is, uh, you know, you're talking about Julio Jones going to the Jags. You know, how about how about you let me dream for a second? And let's talk about Tim Tebow coming back to Florida at fucking tight end and coming in there. Catching TD passes from the other football Jesus, a.k.a. Trevor Lawrence. And these two are going to be Bible thumping on the sideline like nothing you've ever seen. They're going to be reading scripture on the sideline. Like, they're going to have touchdown, like, celebrations of scripture readings. Listen, listen. listen. <laughs> I didn't want to bust your balls when you were getting on this Julio Jones shit about Urban Meyer building the culture down there when he fucking signed Tim Tebow. Are you shitting me? Listen, listen, I may get people busting at my door right now, man. I'm in Jacksonville, and, and Tebow's a god here, okay? And if they would have signed him last year, 1-15, Gardner Minshew, yeah, it's a gimmick. I feel like this is a gimmick signing. Let, okay, so I, I just want you to give me positive points on why they signed Tim Tebow. And I'm going to tell you how it's full of shit. Now, if you listen to – okay, okay. He's in his 30s, right? Yeah. He's been out the league for eight to nine years. Changing mm-hmm. positions. The worst tight end who was cut last year is better than Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. The average tight end now is around 6'4". Tebow is 6'2". You tell me, who the fuck is he blocking? He's 6'3 on a good day. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. How dare I? I'm sorry. How about, didn't I just see an Instagram video of Miles Garrett looking like a fucking freak of nature? He going to be able to stop Miles him? Garrett. It, That's it, Miles Garrett. You can't compare Tim Tebow to Miles Garrett. Yeah. Any defensive end, a, Tebow hasn't blocked a day in his life. And you expect but, me to think he's going to just come in and block and then go run a, a go route and catch the the, Jag, right. the Jaguars. All right. I need to do this. Please, like, please explain to me, besides selling tickets, what is mm-hmm. the reason for signing him? I'll give you three points. Please. Three. Ready? He's a winner, number oh. one. 
Because he's he's a winner. Number one. Number one, he's a winner. Okay? Bless you. And Jesus loves you. Number two. Number two. Number two. Tim Tebow is an incredible athlete. I mean, he played baseball for the past like six years and did it at a quite a high level. I mean, he never made the show. I mean, let's face it. If they were really trying to sell tickets in the Mets organization, considering they've sucked for like the past six years, if not more, um, they would have brought him up. But they never did. No argument there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And then number three, I mean, it's Tim Tebow. I mean, that it's Tim Tebow. He is Florida's god. He is the Gator legend. He has brought multiple BCS championships to that wonderful state. I mean, listen. My love of Gator football goes all the way back to like like late 90s when my cousin TR was playing baseball there and shit. Like, bro, like this goes well beyond that. Like I was a, I was a Gator fan in the Grossman days. And then when Tebow got there and was playing with all the hoodlums that he was playing with, R.I.P. Aaron Hernandez, I'm just saying, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I just – this is a great signing to me. I just feel like – it's it's more so the connection him and Urban have. It's gonna it, it's gonna make it happen. Either that or he just doesn't make the team at all. Either that or he just it, it, he just flounders out in training camp and just can't catch a pass and gets lit up a couple of times. This signing done. is so bad that people are <laughs> speculating that Urban signed him so he can play four more games to get his seven year NFL pension so it could be increased. Oh, How bad stop this it! Is. Those that's the best you got. Those three points. Yo. He's a winner. Are you shitting me? He's a winner. He hasn't won anything in thirteen fucking years. Hey, hey, he beat Big Ben in a playoff oh, game with John Fox as his head coach. What the hell are you talking about? God, are we are we shitting me like that defense? And don't you know what? He never got a fair shot at the apple, kid. Okay, listen, listen. Okay, check this out. He had a chance to come to Jacksonville in his fucking prime. And mm-hmm. he chose the New York Jets hey. in Jacksonville because it was better for his brand. And Rich Ryan promised me a job that we were going to afford for Mike Sanchez. And he set his ass on the bench. Hey. Give me this shit. Now, you know what it sounds like? This, this is what it is. This is what it hey. is. This is Tim Tebow had a chance. Imagine a girl having a chance to pick you, right? Mm-hmm. And she goes for the hotter guy, in her opinion. And it comes back nine years later, older, and wants to get you now that you're successful. We already have our quarterback now. We don't need you. Oh, I'm sorry. He doesn't we, want to be a quarterback. Right, exactly. And you know what? And if that was a female, and she's still beautiful, you're going to say no? Yeah, hell yes. I'm gone. I'm gone. Really? Bigger and better things. Wow. If I got a hot, if I got a hotter chick next to me. Oh, of course. Oh, it's, it makes but hey, dog, he's, hey, he's, he's looking to play tight end. He's not looking to play quarterback. But, I mean, let him catch a touchdown pass or two from Trevor Lawrence. It'll be a beautiful thing. They're reading scripture in the end zone. Like, just imagine. Just imagine the beautiful sermon they will give for an end zone dance. <laughs> All right. This is this is this is going to uh to a whole other level. So so let's transition. I'm hearing a lot of weird reports right now. I, I said I was gonna go in on some NFC North talk. So, of course, we got to talk about what's going on with Aaron Rodgers right now. Do you think when the season starts, Aaron Rodgers 
is in a Packers uniform. I don't know Vegas odds, but I'm taking my mortgage. Even though I don't have a house, I'm dumping it. He will not be in a Packers uniform. I don't care what no one says. He is done. done. I'm telling you, he will not play. Unless, Unless the Packers sell their soul. What I mean by that is they get rid of the GM. Because I heard that he hates that GM. I forget the GM's name. Gunther Kuntz. Yes. Hates him. Hates his Gunther Kuntz, pack your shit, get out of town. So unless the Packers <laughs> cut their balls off and say, hey, we're going to fire him and basically yeah. make it the Green Bay Buccaneers and just let him choose everything personnel-wise like they're doing down there with Brady, mm-hmm. he's not staying. And if he's not staying, trust me, there's a trickle-down effect. You already heard Devontae Adams say he's not I – mean, he said in a nice way, he's not fucking staying to be catching passes from Jordan Love. And which, by the way, I heard he sucks, by the way. No, we, you, you kind of alluded to that last episode where you're like, all the reports you're hearing that Jordan Love just looks like a very shittier version of, like, they Zach Wilson or something. They say it's bad. They, they're like, he's turning the ball over. They're turn, he's turning the ball over like Blake Bortles. And go figure, they just signed him. So, hey. Hey. Blake Bortles is going to be in Green Bay on the weekends getting fucked up with the locals, kid. I mean. Hey, did I see that stat? Hey, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, two playoff wins. Blake Bortles, two playoff wins. Hey, Blake Bortles is uh, Jacksonville's degenerate from what you used to tell me, but hey, what do I want? Doesn't he have like two baby mamas? He do. One of them. He, no. Yeah. Yeah. We, we won't get into that on this podcast. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Sorry. Hey, shout out Blake Bortles. Good work. Any hoodle. Um, what I'll say is that I just don't feel as if Aaron Rodgers has another choice but to be in a Packers uniform come week one. Because I just don't feel as if there's any other way that he's playing in a competitive uniform. I just I just don't see it. Well, I mean, where's he going to go? Yeah, I've heard the Broncos, and I mean, that's about it. That's all you hear, and I feel a lot of that is just theater. They don't have the draft capital to give up. They don't have a quarterback to give up. If anything, what they're saying is they just signed Blake Bortles. I mean, I feel as if when push comes to shove, Aaron Rodgers is back in a Green Bay uniform. And to be perfectly honest, I hate saying it because nothing would make me happier than to see the guy in the AFC. But it's not going to happen. He's 38 years old. It's just it's over for that. I mean, what are they going to give up for that, basically? I mean, at the end of the day, just draft capital, man. I feel like if you're a Broncos team who's been irrelevant since Peyton Manning's retired, uh, uh, Raiders, other teams like that, you draft, you, you have draft capital to try to get a Aaron Rodgers. You tell me what prospect is coming out right now. What prospect is coming out in the next three to four years that are going to give you the same production and chance to win a Super Bowl than Aaron Rodgers? So get rid of him. If you think Rodgers is worth three to four years, and he tells you, hey, I come to your team, I'm committed to three to four years, then you give three to four first-round picks to get him. Simple. I mean, he was the MVP last year. You're saying he's 38. So, like he fell off. So, so that's, okay, so stop. So that's the going rate for Aaron Rodgers. Now, is it three or is it four? First round draft picks. You, Which one is it? Yeah, I talked to Rogers and his agent, and you tell me how long you feel like playing. If you play, feel like playing four years, that's four first round picks. Simple. Really? Yes. No question. You don't think that's a little overpriced? Uh, hell no. If well, okay, so let's let's do this. Let's 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 take it here. Your mm-hmm. team, your team. Say say you're in the, uh, the same division, so this doesn't work. But say if you're a GM and you do this, 
and you mm-hmm. can say, I'm going to get first four first round picks, and Rodgers comes and he does what Peyton Manning did, you get one Super Bowl. Is that a success, yes or no? I just don't see it happening. I just because the man has shit the bed in every major playoff game that has meant anything. So how are you going to justify mortgaging your future on a guy that has won one Super Bowl? And yeah, okay, we can we can say that the game against the Seahawks was not his fault. It was that guy who got boinked in the head with that onside kick, right. and then you know Russell Wilson pulls his magic, goes and plays Tom, loses the Tom. You know, no big deal. But what what my issue is is that. I don't see the Packers pulling the trigger on that because we have to remember they have ultimate control. They don't have to trade him if they don't want to. If if they really want, they can dig their heels in the ground and say, okay, sit out. We don't give a shit. When you're ready to play, you'll play. I, okay, to me, I feel like that makes total sense in Houston. We're going to get to that. But in Houston, that makes sense. We suck. With Watson, we may get maybe three or four games we would win with his greatness. Um, in Green Bay, that's not the case. Number one. Yeah, they're ready to win right now, and they know. So you can't that- play hardball with him thinking that, oh, you can sit out for four, five, six games and then come back. Because if you're – I mean, they don't have that luxury. But but then again, what do you – okay, what do you have to lose? You have you have his in quote heir apparent, and if you trust the kid enough to put him out there and feed him to the wolves, which it doesn't seem like they are, but at the end of the day, if they're really trying to dig their heels in the ground, as I just said, they'll play hardball. And if you look at a lot of the shit that he said publicly, that could potentially be looked at as conduct detrimental to the team. But like for real though. Like, that could be looked at in a very negative light, and if they really wanted to throw that and slap it on them, they could and say, sit out. So, I don't know. I feel as if what basically, here, here's my prediction. They're going to make a big swing, okay? And as I alluded to earlier, Julio Jones will be in a Packer uniform by the trade deadline. Wow. That's my prediction. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. I feel as if Julio Jones... Bro, Devontae Adams on the other side doing what he does. You're bound to go to a Super Bowl right there. They beefed up the offensive line a little bit in the draft. It would make sense. They got a slot receiver. I don't know, man. It, I mean, Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Al Lazard, let's face it, they're, they're not setting the world on fire. Right. They might get a couple touchdown passes here or there. I mean, you have a great tight end, an emerging tight end. And Big Bubby Tunyon, I mean, that kid's a stud. He is going to be like Kittle level. Trust me on that really? one. Oh, I think Tunyon is a guy, dude. That that guy, I watched him twice, if not more, this season. Watched the playoff games, a whole shot. He's got what it takes. What's that one game against the Falcons? He put up like, he had like three or four touchdown catches I in remember, one game. I remember that game. Yeah, I do remember. Like, it just lit it. Like, if you had him in fantasy, like, he won your week alone, basically. You could have sat out half of your dudes, and you still would have won that week. So, that's that's my opinion. I feel as if the Packers are going to take a really big swing. I'm also seeing that, like, and this is just reports, that they came out and offered him, like, 
Patty Mahomes level money. They put it on the table. They were like, here you go. The milk was already out of the udder, though. He already like he already went public with like it's like him saying, I want to leave. Then the husband goes and get a, a fat ass engagement ring with the girlfriend who says that she's done because he won't marry. Like he she they didn't do this in good faith. They waited for him to say, fuck this shit, I'm out. Then they say, oh, well, well let me offer you this money. So it kind of looks like, yeah, does that make sense? Like, it's like they're doing it after the fact. Yeah, but then again, I just, I just feel as if there is no other solution for him. There's no other way for him at the end of the day. Say what you want to say. Do what you're going to do. You know who butters your bread. You know where you can win. So shut your mouth. And go away. To me, this is the Tom Brady effect. Aaron, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is at such a level, him and Brady, Russell Wilson, these type of quarterbacks are at such a level that they just want either respect or they want to be coddled by the organization. Now, with Brady, Brady felt like he did not have respect with the Patriots. Bill Belichick, whatever the case may be. Russell Wilson's feeling that kind of way, too. That's why you guys were close to getting him in Chicago before you drafted Fields. I feel like Rodgers does not feel respected in the organization. That's what I believe. And I believe that he will do whatever it takes to get out of that situation because at the end of the day, toward the end of his career, he just wants happiness. So if he can't get these Super Bowls to add to his legacy, he wants to go out. I feel like with happiness. And if, if that, I mean, that doesn't sound like football terminology, but I think that's what it is. A peace of mind. He wants to go to work every day knowing that he likes the team. The team likes him. I feel like it's real contentious in, in the organization. If you bring him back, that could be bad for the team. And I do remember when Le'Veon Bell had his situation with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, if you sit out the entire year, that is not considered a contract year. So they still have your rights. So, if the Packers, I believe, have two years left with him, if he sits out the whole year and comes back, it's still two years. If you have to, the player has to come back by week nine or ten in order to be eligible for that to be a contract year. So if Rodgers plays this and does not come back until week nine or ten, the season is over. They will they will not make the playoffs, and it will be a waste. It's not even, even going to get to that. And I understand where you're coming from, the Tom Brady effect, and call it coddling, call it babying, call it whatever the hell you want. These guys just want some say in the matter, basically. That's all they want. They want they want some control, which is very odd. But if you really look at it, Tom Brady, it may as well just be the GM of the Tampa Bay Bucks because he's picking and choosing who he wants on his team. And it's working. Of course it's working. And, and of course it's working. John Watson, but, okay. one of his biggest issues with the Houston Texans, is he specifically asked them to interview Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. They didn't interview him. Listen, I'm just saying that let's let's just stay on the topic for a second because we'll get into that. Absolutely, absolutely. It's just one of these situations for me where, of course, it's the Brady effect. These guys want some say in the matter. They want some sort of control. They want some say. And they want to pick, hey, you know, give me, give me, uh, you know, at least could I write down on a piece of paper my top three guys that I may want drafted this year, whether that's a wide receiver, defense, whatever you feel as if fills the need. 
And, you know, they really shat on him last season with the Jordan Love pick, and they gave up way too much and were high-fiving in the draft room and all that good shit. That's and now LaFleur is like – Yeah, and yeah, now like like they asked LaFleur, and he's like, uh, yeah, we – we, we really hope to have him back because he knows if he doesn't have him back, he's all sorts of fucked because his love kid isn't ready, as you've stated multiple times. And then not only that, he just doesn't have the goods. So, like I said, I just feel as if they'll sweet talk it in. There's reports that, you know, Rogers is on the way to Hawaii chilling. You know, he'll get over it real quick once he sees the money on the table. They've offered him for, if not more than uh, you know, the Mahomes contract of $450 million. It's It's north of that. I just feel as if the money doesn't lie. And the Packers aren't going to trade them. They'll play hardball because it's the Packers organization. I don't foresee this being another Brett Favre scenario. And let's face it, Aaron is better at this point in his career than Brett Favre. No question. So, I mean, that's where I leave it at that. I hate to say it. Aaron Rodgers is back in a Packers uniform in 2021. So you keep bringing up Deshaun Watson. Tell me how you're feeling. Is he coming back? Is he not? Is he? Is he? Is he going to prison? I don't know. I don't. At this point, I have. I, I don't even know what to think. I get so many things. Like his lawyers say one thing, the press says another thing. What are you thinking right now? It was a huge story before the draft, and then now, like post draft, crickets. You get snippets here and there, but nothing really concrete. Um, prison, jail, community service, nah. Uh, <laughs> I kind of feel like it's a civil suit. They're doing an investigation. I I just feel like it was just he was being unprofessional with them, obviously. Made them feel uncomfortable. I have not heard any one of them say, he raped me. That R word. That's a very strong accusation. A big word. That's very, a big, big very, word. Very big word. And that is where all hells break loose. But right now, I mean, I'm not saying it, but they want compensation for the pain and suffering. I mean, basically. it's like that detrimental word. We don't say that word. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it was the big R word. You know, um, I feel as if you know these women kind of knew who he was and knew what it was about. You know, I, I'm. I read an article on 24-7 Sports that, uh, and quote, some of these women, uh, some of these massage therapists brassed and praised the private sessions they had with Mr. Watson. At least that's what's coming out of his legal team, which I just think is the most ego, pride-driven claim I have ever read in my entire life. Like they're putting this shit out there. Clearly someone's pulling the strings on this. It's just hysterical. Right, man. Let me tell you something, man. I mean, <laughs> we like, we're not making joke about a serious situation, but let me tell you something. No. I've had female friends brag about being a groupie. Brag. I mean, I mean, we, I live, oh, come on. We live, I mean, live in an NFL okay. town and I've heard, mm-hmm. Girls brag about going out with an NFL player. And trust me, they're not getting a cup of tea, if you know what I'm saying. So, Oh, for sure. Um, but to bring it back to a football context, I mean, he signed a contract, four years, um, $156 million, a $27 million uh, signing bonus with $110 million guaranteed. Give these, 20, give these 22 women $5 million. You're not admitting guilt. I mean, if I were you, I would have my PR, my team write up a statement. You know, I didn't think 
what I was doing was wrong. Clearly, they felt uncomfortable. I didn't mean to put them in a situation. If you got to, say you're getting help. I'm a sex addict. I couldn't control myself, whatever. When it comes to America, I don't care what no one says. It's not perfect, but we are the land of second chances. So if you can get ahead of this before the season starts, take your suspension like a man, maybe four games, and ball out, I guarantee in about a year or two, nobody's going to remember this. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I guess I can see what you're saying. I, I mean, it's not like on a, it's not like on an R. Kelly level, you know. Right, like even on Mike Vick, level. even Mike Vick, even on that level. Yeah, no, it's now. hey, Mike Vick came back and played, but I mean, Mike Vick, I mean that 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 was atrocious what he did. To right, you, you always get those groups, so of course they're gonna have. Yeah, he's gonna have those. Watching that thirty for thirty kind of makes your skin boil, but right. you know what? What I'll say is is that I just don't see a scenario. Where until this is all put to bed, he plays in the league again. And I don't know how long that's going to take. And then you just don't know what the NFL is going to do to him and and reprimand him in what way. Is it going to be a four-game suspension? Is it going to be an eight-game suspension? And then, okay, you look at the Texans. They drafted Davis Mills. Okay. Is he going to be the guy? None of us know. No. I, I just... I don't see it being something where he plays in a Texans uniform again, but I am even questioning whether or not he even plays this season. Do you think he even plays this season with all of this? I mean, none of this is put to bed. It is eerily quiet, as you alluded to. Right. But is this something you believe rears its ugly head again as the start of the season comes and then the NFL comes down with iron fist. Only if the case is not settled before training camp preseason. Only, okay. Only if, 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 the, if the case is settled, then I believe that he'll be, he'll be, he would get the Tom Brady deflate gate suspension four games, maybe five. since so they have an extra game added to the season sits out, comes back. I feel like if he does not play, it's because he does not still want to play for the Texan uh, organization. But I feel like if he wants to play, he will play this year. Interesting. Well, that's that's interesting. And to kind of lead into that, okay, if he does play, what uniform is he playing in? Sure as hell isn't going to be a Texans uniform. Everybody states that that's not going to be the case, that – you know, either he's um, going to get traded. Yeah. Some something's going to happen there. Someone's going to give up the farm to get the guy. I mean, right. he is a stud. I I had the the Jets as my favorite, but this is all post draft, uh, man. I got to do some research, sit back, and kind of see who's still available. Uh, Denver. I feel like Denver man is like the homeless guy, man, on the corner, man. They're trying to get any quarterback that come their way. So uh, if they go for Rodgers and the Packers are not moving, and then they figure out. Um, you know, the suspension for Watson and it's always oh, only five games. And then we get him for the rest of his career. Let's get up the farm. Um, with him though, I feel like it will be more capital just because he's younger. I mean, he's Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. You know, you may have to give up, uh, Bradley Chubb, you know, somebody, I mean, you got to give up a lot for him. Um, well, yeah, that's what I feel like. Okay, if Denver offers, then they're going to have to get, bet the farm for him. They're going to have to give up a major defensive piece, whether that's uh, Sertan or somebody that they just drafted that is a major piece. And then, like you said, somebody like Chubb, who's just a freak. But in my opinion, he either is going to end up – he's going to end up in the NFC, either that or the AFC South. But 
I just feel as if it's either going to be the Eagles or the Dolphins. And a lot of this is just going to depend on what's going to happen with Tua and then what's going to happen with Jalen. And I feel as if the na- the narrative here is really funny because these are two former Bama quarterbacks. And they're both stuck in this position where they might get their job taken from them by Deshaun Watson. So it's like, to me, this is an interesting topic to kind of go in on because if you look at it, both teams have draft capital to push with the pre-draft moves, with the Dolphins, you know, having all of this draft capital from the past trades that they've made. I mean, those are my two landing destinations if and when he does get traded. It's going to definitely be more so of a when than an if. Uh, At this point, it's just kind of like a ticking time bomb. I just don't feel as if the Dolphins are sold on Tua, and I just don't feel as if Jalen Hurts has proven enough at the level um, to show that he is, in quote, the guy. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um. They, I mean, I read reports, man, that says that the accused women, uh, I believe five or six of them have talked to NFL officials and they feel like they are not taking, uh, are being taken seriously. Huh. Uh, they think the NFL is basically just interviewing them as a formality, not a necessity. Um, hmm. And they already came up with their conclusion as far as how to discipline Watson. That's how I feel. That's why I feel like he's not going to, I mean, I mean, however you want to take it, I feel like he's going to get a slap on the wrist. I mean, as, as bad as that sounds, I just don't think the NFL is – Yeah. They don't really care. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to say it. We've seen them yeah. drop the ball numerous times on issues like this, and this would be no different. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe Tim Tebow decides to sign with the Texans, um, becomes God. the quarterback please, for the Texans, please, and that please. just comes back full circle, saves the franchise. True winner. Gets his shot back in the NFL, throws a touchdown on an end around to Trevor Lawrence, oh, and the Texans God. are like, "That's our guy. Oh, that's God. that's the guy right there." Please, trade him. We'll trade him for a can of beans, please. No, he. I I feel as if Watson may or may not see the field this year. I'm leaning more to more towards may not, and uh, that's really all I got this week, brother. How are how are you feeling about anything else? You got anything else pressing on your mind that you really just want to get out for the masses to know right now? No, man. I just um I feel like we're we're in a good space right now, man. I, I love what we're doing, man. As far as content, man. The the NFL, man, always has something new. Uh, if you want to next week, man. If you want, we can do that win loss 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 win schedule. It's came out, man. You know? Oh yeah, we we are going to have to take a look at some of the odds. Maybe give some of our gambling listeners some sort of input on uh, what we're feeling in our picks. Maybe we'll do our uh, our top ten fantasy picks for the season and position players. That could be something interesting for our listeners as well. Uh, if you haven't yet, please go follow Taxi Squad Podcast on Instagram. Please follow that. Please follow on whatever you're listening. If that be Spotify. Anchor, soon to be Apple. We will be on that shortly. Uh, We thank everybody for listening with us this week. We look forward to continue to bringing you wonderful content. Please like, follow, drop comments. We love to hear your feedback. Al, you want to take us out? Yes, sir, man. Once again, man, pleasure doing it with you. Let's keep rocking and rolling. We'll see you guys next week. Love it. See you guys next week.